up, you wonderful, beautiful, fantastic people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it's going to be July 12th, 2023, episode 31 of the podcast, you guys. I think this is year four on the podcast. There's like 317 episodes. And, uh, you know, this time, or today, I should say, um, I'm going to be sharing with you guys the biggest revelation I had in June of 2022. This is part of a series called Revelation Review where I share with you guys the biggest insights I've had in the context of my own life the previous year, sharing those things with you guys in hopes of you guys being able to get something out of it. Um, the things I share with you guys have literally changed my life. Um, and that's why I get on here and talk to you guys about the things that I do. And so um, I'm gonna be talking to you guys about some things I realized about myself last June of 2022. And uh, basically I was asking myself a question, are you refusing good that you need? Better yet, the other part of the question was, are you refusing to be healed? Right. And I'm going to share the context of that with you guys here in just a second. So um, anyway, let's just go ahead and get into it now. Right. I'm going to share that with you guys as well as an excerpt from my book. You guys, Nugs of Truth. OK, it's a 93 day devotional. Um, you guys, this thing is loaded. Oh, my gosh. I think what I'll do one of these days is I'll take a picture of the table of content and share it with you guys on social media so you guys can actually see what, what you're getting yourself into. Today, I'm going to share with you guys um, a little excerpt, or I thought about maybe reading the whole thing. We'll see how it goes. But this is day 39. Do you believe God wants good for you? Okay. And uh, it's just, you know, kind of my own personal reflections, my thoughts about it, asking you guys lots and lots of questions, because the whole thing is to provoke you to have your own insight in your own life, your own understanding. God's spirit, if you're a Christian, is in your heart. And I think it's really important that we know how to utilize that. Right? How do we utilize God's spirit inside of our hearts and in our life and all this kind of stuff? You know, most Christians, um, they don't really understand how do you hear the voice of God, right? That's usually like the big mystery. I've never heard the voice of God. The way you hear the voice of God is to know the thoughts of God. It is not that complicated, you guys. If you think about it, every voice that you hear, even outside of you, even the thoughts that run through your head are all coming through words and thoughts. So can you identify God's thoughts in you. And uh, I talk about that in the devotional. Um, in the very back of it, there's about five appendixes in the back. Um, one of them is going to help you establish uh, your your um, your identity and your character and your values. How many of you have identified, how many of you have your identity in your performance, your circumstances, or other people's opinions? You guys, I had my identity in other people's opinions and what they thought me for most of my life. Honestly, up until about almost, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago. If you guys check out the podcast, if you go all the way back to January 20th, 2020, and you go through the process, it's a five-month process. I literally did a life coaching series through a podcast, all right? I walk you guys through the process of how to establish an identity in your character and your values through the podcast, as well as it's in the book, Nuggets of Truth. I walk you guys through that process as well, how to establish your identity and your character and your values. What are your qualities? What is motivating you? And once you understand those things about yourself, you're going to have a lot of confusion clear away. All right. You're going to, you're going to have a lot of clarity and peace, and then you can make some real progress in your life. But if you're not aware of these things about yourself, if you don't have this kind of understanding, you're going to struggle. All right. So there's those, there's those two appendixes in the very back of the book. And you know, if you do have the book, I want to make sure that you guys utilize this whole thing. Um, another appendix is called identifying your emotions. Um, a lot of times people struggle with that. You know, uh, some Christians don't even think your emotions are really supposed to have anything to do with living. 
Okay. Well, they have a function. They are signals, you guys. And I think it's important you guys understand what, you know, the function of your emotions. I can, we can do a whole nother video on that sometime. Um, the other one's called what the heck is wisdom. How many of you heard about wisdom, but had no idea how to apply it in the context of your life? Okay. And then, um, let me see. What was the other one that's back here? There was one more. I think I missed it. Digging up your purpose. Oh, and beliefs to believe. So this is a really great tool for you guys. I've gotten a lot of amazing feedback on this book. Um, there's about six reviews on Amazon. Um, I've gotten a review from a gal out in Canada and she was like, Ashley, I have been, you know, she was in psychology or in that field. And she said, everything in this book are exactly the tools that people need to be healed. So you guys, this will help you. This, this is, this is going to be your go-to manual for yourself. It's going to give you a lot of insight of your own life. And uh, you're going to experience God's grace for you in a way that you never have before, because you're actually going to be able to have something. Things are going to get revealed that you're going to realize, wow, I really do need more grace in my life. I need God's love, right? These, your understanding and the way you see things will be exposed. And that's important because you cannot change if you don't understand. Nobody moves forward and does anything if they don't understand how to do it or what to do. And so it's really, really important that you have the understanding that you need so you can grow and wisdom and insight and all that kind of stuff. So you guys, I highly recommend, highly recommend you get your hands on this book. You can order a signed copy through me, get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Walmart, uh, books a million all online. I'm actually in the process. I submitted a, uh, email to Barnes and Noble to see if I can get it in physical copies at their store. It takes about four to six weeks for them to get back to me. So I'm hoping they'll go ahead and uh, let my book in, you know, that way. Cause then I can do book signings at bookstores. Um, I can't do any book signings right now because the physical copy is not there. But if you guys want to sign copy, go ahead and get hold of me. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump into this thing. You guys, June, let me see here. 2022. Let me see. I hope I didn't. Oh, I wonder if I messed up my page here. Oh, here we go. Hallelujah. All right. So this is, this is kind of some of the biggest insight I had in June, uh, 2022 in my own personal life. So I'm going to read this to you guys and you guys can reflect on this in your own life and see if you can relate. Okay. And I'll kind of discuss it with you guys as I go. So I was like, Lord, help me to submit to you in this area of my life. And I was talking, you know, in the context of, hold on, let me read on a little bit. I'm sure it'll tell me more. Uh, give me understanding, heal my heart from the trauma of not having a mother and father that provided for me. Okay. How many of you lived in a household? that had a mother and father that was consistent, reliable, you know, um, secure, like, re uh, dependable, respectful, right? There's a lot of families that are that way. And there's a lot of families that are not that way. Okay. I grew up in an alcoholic dynamic. I had dysfunctional parents. Okay. Um, no judgment. It's just the reality of what it was. There were some hard things that I've been through. My siblings have been through. And for me personally, I can't speak for them, but it has been a long road of unlearning and healing in my life as a result of the environment I experienced growing up as a kid. All right. I grew up in poverty as a child and, uh, you know, that was not an easy thing. I was literally homeless with my mom for a time living in a van down by the river. That is not just some crazy, you know, Saturday night live skit, Chris Farley song. I literally lived in a van down by the river. My mom slept on a hide bed mattress out by the campfire used to get her ass beat by her boyfriend. So I used to listen to that all the time. My mom was physically abused by, you know, majority of the men that she was with. Um, and so, you know, I seen a lot of things, been through a lot of things. 
um, lived off of uh, food banks. Uh, my dad, when he, let's see here. My mom was not a good manager, okay? And as a result of that, we suffered terribly. So the power, the water bill wouldn't get paid. You know what my dad would do? He would go talk to the neighbors, hook the hose up and run their hose over. They would only do that for a little bit because obviously now our family of five is running up their water bill. So they did it for a little, you know, maybe a week or two until my dad, uh, you know, got the money for the bill. Um, I remember one time the water company came out. My dad didn't, my mom didn't pay the bill. And uh, what they usually do is they'll padlock it to where you can't get any more water, right? They lock it. You know what my dad did? He went out there with a hammer, busted it off. And we had water for probably like, I don't know, maybe a week. Then they came back. They're like, uh, you're not supposed to do that. My dad's like, yeah, okay, whatever. They leave. He does it again. And the next time they're like, okay, if you do that again, we're going to press charges. So that was the end of that. Um, so yeah, lived off of, uh, you know, a lot of food stamps, mostly, uh, food banks, powdered milk. How many of you are familiar with powdered milk? You know, and everybody can look at this and say, oh, Ashley, at least you had what you needed to a degree. Yeah, that's fine. We can sit here and rationalize all we want, the things we went through. But the truth is there are things we have gone through that have hurt us regardless of how we want to intellectualize it and understand it and all that stuff. Um, and I think that sometimes we just need to acknowledge that there's things that we went through that were not good. And now we have to, you know, face it and move on, right? Move on through not what would you say? Not like uh, moving on, like, oh, I'm not gonna forget that happened, but saying, okay, this is what happened and how can I heal from this? What can I do as a result of this happening? All right, so for me personally, um, the trauma of not having a mother or father I consistently provided for me had, uh, oh, as an adult, even as a child, you guys, put me in a massive state of anxiety about money all the time, okay? Um, so I was four, four years old, five years old, worrying about how the hell my mom and dad were gonna pay the bills. That was not my responsibility, right? But this is what happened. So, you know, my stepdad and my mom, my, they used to drink a lot and they'd fight. So I'd grab my dad by the hand as a kid, go set him down and try to talk to him. Be like, hey dad, you know, what are you gonna do? I was trying to just get my own peace in my life. You know, when, when I had to go to kindergarten the next day, I had to get up early. I sure the hell didn't want to deal with, you know, um, the, the stress of my mom and dad uh, fighting. So I would try to go tell them to basically shut up so I could get some sleep. You guys, do you know how that's codependency is born? It really starts as children. When you are literally trying to find your own peace by solving someone else's problems. That's what I was trying to do. I learned that at a very young age. I think I shared with you guys, it, the nail in the coffin for me when I was young. And you know, I'll tell you one more thing too. If you guys get my book, Nuggets of Truth, the Lord is going to use your memories to show you how they have impacted you, okay? If you're having a big struggle in your life right now as an adult, if you actually sit down with the Lord, talk to the Holy Spirit that's in your heart if you're a Christian and say, Lord, this is the problem I'm having. Why? Where did this come from, Lord? Like, what is the soil of the struggles I'm having today? He brought this memory to my mind. When I was seven years old, I came home from school and my mom cornered me. She goes, hey, Ashley, you been talking to the school about what's been going on here? I was like, uh, yeah. Let me make sure my mic is on. It is good. Okay. I was like, God, I've been sitting here for almost 12 minutes. Is my microphone on? Anyway, she goes, Ashley, have you been telling the school about what's going on around here? And I was like, uh, yeah. 
I had been. I started talking to my first grade teacher. I just wanted someone to talk to. I wasn't trying to get my mom in trouble. I wasn't trying to get my dad in trouble. I was just looking to get the stress off of my chest, you know, because when you watch your mom get her ass beat every night, when there's constant fighting, you know, financial stress, as a young kid, it's, it puts a toll on you. And I was just like tired of it. I just wanted to be done with it. So I found relief in talking to my teachers. Now at the time, I didn't really think of the consequences of that. I really didn't care. I just was trying to solve my own problems. Well, now all of a sudden my mom tells me, Ashley, if you continue to talk to them about what's going on here, guess what? They're gonna take you away from me. You're gonna end up in foster care and probably go get molested. Okay, well shit, that don't sound very good. I knew what molestation was as a young kid. You guys, I knew what sex was when I was four. All right, my mom used to tell me all kinds of things that I don't think a four-year-old should know, all right? And uh, so the point is, is I grew up very, 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 very quickly because of the information that my mother gave me and the things that she allowed to happen that should not have happened, okay? Children should not be trying to solve their parents' problems, but that's what happened with me. As a result of the Lord bringing that memory to my mind, because I always wondered, Lord, why do I care so much about what people think about me? Why am I so involved in trying to solve other people's problems all the time? Overly worried about other people's issues. It all stemmed from me being like that as a kid. Worried about my, my parents' issues, right? And then as soon as my mom said that to me, there's something that happened in my mind where I was like, okay, you know what? I can't solve my problems my way because it's gonna cause more problems for her. So if I just try to go along with what she wants, maybe that is gonna help me get peace in my life. So anyway, I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Maybe you need to sit down and ask the Lord the question, but if you struggle with you know, worrying about what people think, which that's a whole nother revelation I'll share with you guys really quick and then I'll finish getting into this. So probably about seven or eight years ago, I was sitting on the side of my bed. I think it was like 2016, so however long ago that was. I was sitting on the side of my bed, I was praying, and I was just so overwhelmed. And I said, Lord, why do I care so much about what people think about me, right? And this thought hit me, and I was like, Ashley, because you've internalized man's judgments of you. That is also in this book, Nugs of Truth. I share that with you guys, kind of that whole spiel, ask you guys some really powerful questions. And I was like, whoa, what? I had to write that thought down, and it took me a year and a half to unpack that. What the heck did that mean that I was internalizing man's judgments me all of that stemmed from those events of me growing up I learned i could not solve my own problems my way i had to start going about it my mom's way even though it was her responsibility to solve my issues at the time right as a child it was her responsibility to take care of her issues as an adult but she did not and as a result of that i developed some very unhealthy ways of behaving in relationships with people unsolicited advice giving massively Right? You ever guys ever been around somebody like that that gives unsolicited advice? You guys, I was the queen of that. I still have to watch myself with that because I learned that growing up. Not to make excuses, but to acknowledge that there was a certain soil that shaped the way I behave, the way that I go about things. You guys, there's things that you do even unconsciously you don't even realize because you haven't really asked the Lord to kind of help you uncover that. So anyway, let's move on. So I was just like, Lord, teach me you know, heal my heart from the trauma of not having a mother and father that provided for me. And I, you guys remember that revelation I shared with you guys? Gosh, I just had that revelation probably three years ago because I was still worried. I'm like, Lord, this question hit me one day. It was, um, Ashley, why, what was it? Let me see if I can remember what the question was. 
something basically along the lines of like, why do I trust money more than I do the Lord? Have you guys ever found more security in money than you did God? I mean, can we just be honest? And I did, you know, and that question didn't come to condemn. It gave me some more insight. I was like, yeah, Lord, why do I do that? You know, are you secure enough in your relationship with God that you know that you can be completely honest with him and you know he's not going to condemn you or judge you? Have you found that freedom in him yet? If not, I'm telling you, you guys got to get this book, Nuggets of Truth. It's going to help you. I, you know what? It makes it easier if you hear someone else's story and you can start connecting certain points with theirs. You can start seeing yourself in certain things and you can be able to grasp what they have grasped. I want you guys to grasp the love of God and the grace of God in such a way that can transform your life. But if you don't understand how God does that, did you know God does that through truth? God changes you through truth. There's no other way to do it. All right. And truth is reality. Are you acknowledging the reality of your life, what you've been through and where you're at even now? And if you can't do that before a God who sees everything, who said he's come to you know, save you and forgive you and love you, you're going to be stuck in that spot for the rest of your life. And that is not what God desires. He desires truth in the inmost part. The inmost part is your heart. Sometimes you have to acknowledge really hard things about yourself before the Lord, not to condemn you, but to give you understanding. So when that question came, you know, Ashley, why do you trust in money more than the Lord, right? I, I was like, yeah, you know what, God, I do trust money more than you. Why is that? And the Lord, again, showed me a season of my life. You guys, so I was raised by my mom and my stepdad. Okay. Well, my biological dad, he, I was called a secret life. He had a vasectomy. He was married long ago, had a daughter, only one daughter. Okay. Gets divorced, has a vasectomy, goes and sleeps with some lady, my mama, and uh, my mom gets pregnant. Now, I don't know how many times, you know, they made love before I was conceived, but guess what? Eventually, my mom got pregnant, and uh, my dad was like, my biological dad, he was like, uh, I had a vasectomy, there's no way she's my daughter. You guys, I have to I'll have to show you a picture. I look just like my biological dad. And uh, anyway, so, um, he paid for three paternity tests. They all point to him, every single one. So he finally said, okay, she's my daughter. He paid my mom child support every single month till I was 18. I never saw him. Okay, I saw him a little bit when I was younger. Not very much. Um, a couple times up until I was probably about eight years old and then I tried to reach out to him as an adult. He had moved away. I called him, I said, hey dad, where are you at? Um, he goes, I can't tell you that he hung up on me and then he died in 2012. So, you know, he was kind of on and off, but it was not consistent at all. And so, but he did consistently send my mom money. Well, guess what happened with me? Because my mom was a bad manager and that money came, it gave me a sense of security that, oh, maybe we'll be able to pay things this month. Maybe things will be better because this money is here. That money was the only consistent security I had. And it was a physical thing. How many of you watch people struggle with addictions, right? How that, you know, or they try to solve an emotional problem with a physical thing. It's that same thing. I didn't learn to rely on people's character and qualities as a kid. He, my, the human beings in my life were not reliable. So I was like, wow, money is a really helpful tool. It makes me feel secure. And that's what happened. The Lord showed me that 
through my own life. And he wants to show you guys that stuff about you too, but you got to be willing to go there. If you're not willing to face your own life, there's nothing else. You are only in control of your own life and the experiences that you've had. And, and then not only that, okay, let me back it up a little bit. You are not in control of all the experiences that you have, especially growing up as a kid. You're at the mercy of whoever's raising you. As you become an adult, you become, you know, in, more, more in control of those things. But the one thing you are in control of all the time, it might not be your experiences on a consistent basis. However, it's going to be the way that you see them. Did you know that you are fully responsible for your perception that you take in life and how you see things? You are responsible for that. How you look at your life, how you look at God, how you look at other relationships, how you perceive everything, all will fall on you as an adult. Because you have the ability to look at things more than one way versus a child. Children are so limited, you guys. But as an adult, you are fully responsible for how you see the world. And sometimes the way you see things is not reality. Did you know that? Did you know if we didn't have God helping us look at things differently, we would so be screwed and stuck. We'd be dying in our shame and our condemnation and judgment. Okay. So let's move on here. You guys i have only got like nine minutes left. So I was like, Lord, if I don't allow you to heal me, uh, which will change my perception, I will make it about me and not you. Did you hear what I just said to you? Did you know God's will for you is his reputation would be manifested in your life? How are you going to do that if you don't allow him to be good to you where bad has happened or where you've got these injuries? That's what you will never experience God in the way he wants you to. If you're not willing to be vulnerable and open yourself, open yourself up to him in that way. The only life that he can change is yours and that is a conscious decision one way one thing at a time you got to be willing to go there so it says it's all about his reputation flowing in your life and um and you and i can deny his reputation from being known through our refusal to be healed i want you to ask yourself that right now are you refusing to be healed in your life if you're refusing to be healed, you might find more, more security in the ways that you've built to protect yourself than you do in healing and freedom. There's certain things that we learn to do growing up that protect us, right? I mean, we, did you guys know that all your beliefs are formed by age seven? And they're subconscious. If you knew what you believed all the time, then you know you would actually be more in control of being able to change your beliefs. Did you know your beliefs are just the meanings that you've attached to certain experiences you've had in your life? Are you willing to look at the experiences you've had in your life different for the sake of you making progress and moving forward in your life? If you feel stuck, that just means you need to look at something differently. You, you know what? And if you always, if you just want to be a victim, well, I don't know what to tell you. This book is not for people who want to stay in the victim mentality. If you want to be a victim, if you don't want to grow, if you don't want to make progress, if you want to make excuses, if you want to blame God, blame yourself, blame other people, I don't really know. How, this might be able to at least help you understand what you need. But ultimately, if you don't even take what you need, there is nothing no one can do for you. It's kind of like someone throwing you a lifeboat, right? Hey, this is going to help you. This is going to like help you recover yourself. And you deny that and you just drown. That's going to be your fault. 
no one else to blame but you, right? But this is, this is why people are so important in your life. Did you know that God's people, in God's people especially, if they have the Holy Spirit and they've been healed and transformed, they are a form of grace to you. They can help you understand and grow in, in, in your life, right? By sharing their experiences with you, sharing how God has helped them in certain areas of their life. And if you're willing, if you want to do, if you want to grow with them, you can glean from them in that way and take what they have. What do they say? I was just reading this in the book the other day, something about why are mentors good to have in your life? Because you can learn from their process without the pain of the experience of it, right? You can learn from them without necessarily going through that. That's why, that's why we're supposed to share certain things with our children, right? That we've gone through like, hey, let me tell you, let me kind of give you a little life hack here, right? Anyway, I digress. So it's all about God's reputation th flowing through you, okay? In your life. But but you will deny his reputation if you refuse to be healed. What is, who is God, right? I mean, what is what was the whole function of Jesus Christ coming? To save the world. Are you refusing to be saved and preserved? And it starts from the soil of your own life. It's not this weird when I go to heaven, I'll be saved. It's supposed to happen right now in the context of your life. You are not gonna look the same when you meet Jesus Christ, period. And if you're not willing to acknowledge that, then you don't really know him. He already said there will be people that will say, I knew you, Lord. He'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. Are you allowing the Lord to know you in the places that are hard for you to acknowledge? And again, if you have those areas in your life, it's okay. We all do. I have them. I have those areas of my life that is hard for me to acknowledge, but I've come to know that God's grace is enough and his love for me is enough. He's not going to judge me or condemn me for being honest with him. So I can bring those things to him. I'm not above you guys in this in any kind of way. Why do you think I wrote this book? I'm sharing my experiences with you guys to help you guys get to that place where you can be brutally honest with the all-knowing God. He can help you look at your life differently because the only thing that's holding you back in your life right now is how you are seeing your life and other people and opportunities. God can only change you with a thought. That's why I believe blasphemy really at its core means to deny the thoughts of God constantly. You consciously deny God's thoughts for you because of insert here. I don't know. You tell me. Why do you deny God's thoughts for you at times? It could be pride. It could be hurt, expectation, right? All these things. But guess what? Those things that try to separate you from God are the very things you need to bring to God. He's the only one that can form you into the person that he requires you to be. Did you know the same God who gives you the law is the same one who gives you the ability to follow it? He's not going to expect anything from you. He's not willing to instruct you in. That would not be a good father, would it? No, it's not. So let me see if there's anything else I got to read to you guys. We only got about three minutes here. It's vulnerable to let the Lord make himself known to you. And it's the key to the freedom and peace you are seeking, Ashley. That's what I wrote to myself. So then there's a scripture. I wish I would have wrote, wrote it down what it was. But uh, he brings out those who are bound into prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. So then I wrote down rebel. Rebel by refusing the good you need. That's how you can rebel against God. It's when you rebel against the love 
the mercy, the truth, the grace, all the ingredients that you need, you can rebel against that. Who's responsible for that? You. If you don't think you're responsible for that, you've made yourself a victim and now you've put your ability to grow and make progress and change in your life in someone else's hands. What the heck are you doing? You can't afford that. You got a whole life ahead of you, God willing. Well, I mean, what if today was your last day? Now what? What are you going to say to the Lord? All right. So, um, God's will is to heal and save. You got to let him in. Okay. So then I wrote down a strategy for myself. Couple, couple strategies. Submit to God and then get in his presence. Did you guys know that worship is a weapon? Get in God's presence. What does that mean to get in God's presence? You guys ever hear that? Get in God's presence. You're like, uh, I don't know what that means. Okay. Here's a really simple thing for you to remember. How do you know you're in the presence of someone else? You hear their voice. You guys are in my presence in a way through, you guys are listening to what I'm saying to you, right? I'm talking to you. You, you guys are listening. You know, Facebook's listening. Uh, Wisdom's listening. The podcast will be listening. You guys are in my presence because you hear what I'm saying. If you are hearing what God is saying, you are in his presence. How do you hear what God says? Start by reading his word. Read the Bible. If you don't understand what it means, tell him. I get so sick of hearing that excuse from people. You guys, I'm going to tell you one thing about me right now. I don't put up with a lot of BS from people for a long time. All right. It's like, if, 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 if this is something like you've been talking to me about for years, it's finally like, okay, grow up, right? Figure it out. Like I don't do well with people who make excuses for prolonged periods of time. I've got lots of grace and understanding for people, but if it's been like six or seven years, bro, get with it. Come on. Why do we got to keep having the same conversation? If you've been a Christian for a long period of time and you don't know what God's word means, tell them that. Lord, I don't know what this means. I'm frustrated. Seek out people that can help you. Get connected. All right? That way you guys can actually move forward. So, you guys, I better get off the podcast, Facebook, and Wisdom. I'll be back in just a second. But I'm going to say bye to the podcast. You guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you next time.